You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Mark, and Troy. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Trophy Horse Podcast. This is episode 297. I am the introductor. We'll go with that. I yield to no one. And uh, joining me this week is our panel of horsemen, minus Tricky. Yay, because he's at a hooky game. Um, joining me is Alex. You know, Tricky could have at least gone to an Islanders game. I mean... Taking your kid to a Rangers game? Come on, no one wants to see that. He is the vein into Tricky's uh, existence. Uh, it's Lucia. You know, or even better, he could have taken his daughter to a Penguins game to see the future Hall of Famer, Crosby. Ooh, he's going to comment on that. Uh, joining, Also joining us is our resident um, lawyer so to speak. Uh, Troy. <laughs> What's the business? The voice of reason. Uh, yeah, I guess lawyer. The, the choice of reason. The choice of reason. And we have a special guest, uh, fellow podcaster and Canada's second favorite son, Hayfling. Hello. Uh, about the, the hockey theme, uh, I would say Buffalo because at least it's at least it's a good team and and full of young talented stars instead of the Islanders who are terrible. So, but that would was would have just been me. Are you are you saying that Hayfling's above? No offense, Hayfling, but are you saying Hayfling's above Jim Carrey? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Drew or Jim Carrey uh, went all crazy. Because of Scientology, so maybe. But he did, he did uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> yes, but and, you know his... And it all went downhill you from know there. his <laughs> on, uh, on uh, what's it called? Um, oh, vaccines? Yeah. Vaccinations? <laughs> He's just... You know, all, all I remember... All I remember about recent Jim Carrey is that he complained about the violence in Kick-Ass 2 after filming Kick-Ass 2. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't even that good in that movie. <laughs> that movie in general wasn't good. The first, I've, I haven't seen any of them. Nope. It's the first like, one was... SCORE! The first one... I, I thought the first one was pretty good. The first yeah, Kick-Ass movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They uh, went out there with the second one. I didn't like. I didn't like any of the storylines really. They were all pretty bad. Yeah. So, on my podcast because I'd go way too in on because I read the comics and I'm like, oh no, I'm not even gonna comment. We should have had Lucia Let's write those in. movies. <laughs> Trust me, they'd have been better. I would love to write the new Batman movie. Especially from what I've heard about it. Or what about possibly what about possibly the new Batman game? Oh, that's letting loose a little too early. Yeah. Yeah. Too soon. Too, Pre- soon. too soon. Premature titling. 
So let's get into our updated trophy counts. Uh, Tricky's not here, so we'll rattle his off. He's a level 32 trophy count of 7,930. And he's got a new platinum. He'll explain that next week. He's probably Hannah Montana 2. He's sitting at 72. Did they make make a sequel to The Division already? (laughs) It was was add-on content. 72 platinums in 32 games. In 32 (laughs) games, yes. Uh, I will go next. I'm sitting at level 24 with the trophy count of 4531 and a platinum count of 66. Alex? I am level 28. I have 5,976 trophies, and I have 85 platinums in 84 games. Nice. Lucia? I am still level 27. I am now at 6,851 total trophies with 35 platinums. Troy. I am still level 19, still 3,311 trophies, and still at 39 platinum. Hey, at least you're holding there with threes, man. Uh, I didn't <laughs> hey, get that part of the uh, show notes, because, could you okay. describe it off uh, for me, because mine's pitiful. <laughs> sure, sure, you are a uh, astounding yeah. level 12, with a, with a crushing trophy count of 910 <laughs> And the thunderous platinum yes. count of one. That solo platinum. Yes. Hey, it's not the worst we've seen. Mm-mm. So, um, we'll jump into right what we've been playing. Uh, me, I, I've been playing some Rock and Racing Grand Prix, uh, trying to knock that platinum out. Uh, I've got two more time trials and two more races to win, and then i got to win the championship in my first season. So, working towards that, I have been playing some Dangerous Golf, Mad Max. Alex will be glad to hear uh, fired up pocket trains the other day just for the heck of it. Everything is right with the world. Yes. And uh, played some Rock Band 4. Uh, crap. I'm forgetting another game I've been playing. But that's it. I'm just, I'm I'm kind of trying to not get too involved into something else since Horizon Zero Dawn comes out Tuesday. So clear your schedules, bitches. Oh, and I've also I played some of the Ghost Recon Wildlands beta. That 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 was the other game I played. So I forgot that was actually the open beta was happening. I I, I want to definitely jump into it because you know you you play it you get uh, they unlock like three or four story missions if you play in the beta. So I was like, all right, I'll at least do that because I'm getting the game. So, Alex, what have you been up to? Well, I've been playing some more uh, WWE 2K17, and I have a special shout-out for that because uh, I had a member of the WWE 2K17 community help me get a trophy, the team-up trophy. Um, so, yes, that uh, that was definitely awesome, and I appreciated that. He actually sent me a very – he or she, I should say um, – I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't just assume. Uh, but this person actually sent me a very nice message, a very good sportsman-like conduct message after uh, this person beat me in a match. So I definitely appreciated that. Um, basically, grinding my way through WWE 2K17, I have one more trophy to get in that game, and that is to get the gold medal ranking. And I am still probably 200 thousand points away. If you don't know what that means, if you have a really good match, you probably get like 1,800 points. So I've got a lot of matches to play. Um, this game is more of a grind than Helldivers, and I never thought I would say that, but 
I didn't think he'd ever say that. Yeah, JT says he wants to play Helldivers, and I'm like, you're insane. Don't do that. Stay away. Steer clear. It's a trap. Don't do it. Um, other than that, I haven't really been playing much. I don't think I've played any Not a Hero this week. So, mostly just WB2K17. I don't really, like, yield. I don't really want to get involved with anything because Horizon comes out on Tuesday. Horizon release day. It's amazing. Best day ever. So, Mark, yeah. what have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been really busy because of work. So, honestly, all, all I've played all week is, when I had the chance, was Digimon uh, World Next Order. I've been playing that excessively when I can, um, even before work in the morning. Um, I like it. I obviously have other games. Like I played a little bit of Resident Evil 7. I'm chipping away at the platinum in that. I just, thanks to the fact that you can save and it has auto save from time to time. Like I'm not rushing through it. I'm just taking my time. You know, I remember, I have to imagine that because Resident Evil 5 took a lot of effort. You had to beat that game so many times to get the Platinum. And, and yeah. Resident Evil 6, I've got the Platinum in that as well. And it was it took a lot of time, Resident Evil Revelations. Basically, any Resident Evil game, you're going to have to put a lot of time into yeah. to, to get the Platinum. Unless it's like one of the HD games, like 0 and 1 and like stuff like that. Those, you know, you, it's pretty quick. But this one, 7, I feel like you can probably platinum it in two playthroughs as long as you just play on normal your first time and then you play Madhouse. That's the two difficulty ones and since they stack so you'll get the trophy very easy. But there's one where it's like you have to play the game from start to finish and only open your item storage three times. And that sounds that's like some that sounds like some Dead Space two level shit. Yeah, right. There. Right. It's like it's like Dead Space was some, and I'm like, oh, only three times. And I was trying to keep track, and I was trying my hardest on my normal playthrough, and it didn't happen. So I feel like I might have to do a third playthrough on easy to get that because there's also one where like you have to like get all the collectibles and read all the notes and everything. So I'm like, okay, let me just go through, finish all like the major ones, and then go back on easy and like do the open your item chest three times. And this, and just get all those ones, because I've never platinum the Resident Evil game yet. Sadly, even though I love that franchise, I just don't like all the bullshit of playing them for the trophies. Troy. So, um, since we last recorded, so we recorded on Sunday last week, which was the day after we did our 1,000 follower Twitch streams bonanza VR giveaway extraordinaire um on that stream that morning i played some warrior online uh and so i get to saturday of this week which was yesterday as we're recording and i realized that i had not played a single game the entire week uh it's been a really tough week a lot of a lot of schoolwork that's been due plus um as we're recording i'm like a week and a half away from flying out to boston for PAX East, for which I will be gone from Wednesday till Monday. So on top of my normal amount of schoolwork, I need to at some point try and figure out a way to get ahead uh, just so that I'm not freaking out while I'm in Boston trying to, you know, turn in assignments or whatever, you know, with hotel Wi-Fi or God knows what. Uh, so uh, this last week, as people probably already know, I uh, did not stream during my normal streaming hours. Um, that's probably going to hold true uh, for the next couple weeks, just so that I can get everything done that needs to get done. I mean, school comes first regardless, but then on top of the fact that I'm going to PAX East, that adds an extra layer of uh, craziness. 
Uh, but I did manage to yesterday afternoon uh, and even a little bit this morning or, you know, a little earlier before we were recording, I fired up uh, Super Mario Maker on the Wii U and uh, played through a little bit of the event levels. Um, so what happens is uh, Nintendo will periodically, I don't know if they've even stopped at this point, but uh, they'll put out uh, event levels that are kind of tied into different themes and stuff. And usually by playing through these event levels, you unlock uh costumes that can be uh, used in your levels through the uh, question mark mushrooms. So normally you get a mushroom in, in Mario and it makes you big, uh, but they have these question mark mushrooms that when you get them, you can actually have them set up to change the skin of Mario to whatever it may be. Um, I unlocked one that was Professor Egad from Luigi's Mansion. So, you know, I could actually make a level and make this question mark mushroom come up and make somebody, you know, magically turn into Professor Egad. Um, and the last time I had fired up Super Mario Maker before yesterday was uh, December 2015. So I had a lot of uh, event levels to work through. Uh, so I just played through a few of those. It's just something that, that doesn't take a lot of time. Just a real quick, you know, in and out as you got a few minutes. And currently, that's what I've got to work with. Like I said, you know, with all the extra work and stuff. Plus, I'm really excited for the games coming out uh, next week. I won't be playing Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, but I do have my. Boo this man! <laughs> I do have, I do have my Switch coming on Friday and uh, Legend of Zelda. Um, oh, well, no, man. so everything about Horizon, everything that I'm seeing about Horizon, it sounds amazing, looks amazing. Um, I didn't necessarily get jumped into the hype for this game before it came out, which I think was a smart move. Uh, but everything I'm hearing, and, and I mean. You know, without throwing too much of a plug, but I mean, there's uh, journalists out there that uh, typically don't think too highly on games. They're they're considered you know overly critical, and they're giving this game amazing feedback. Um, it's a game that I definitely look forward to playing. But also in the Facebook group, uh, it was brought up, you know, that oh well, I can play this game. It only takes about 50 hours to uh, uh, to platinum it, which is fine, except if you take the fact that in the last two weeks I've only played three hours of video games, it'll take me about 33 weeks to uh, complete Horizon Zero Dawn. So, the 33 best weeks of your life, not including your wedding I'm, or the birth of your <laughs> I'm going to hold off until summer. I mean, so the community is real good about not spoiling things. I mean, I've played a lot of games, you know, or even there's games that I haven't played yet that I haven't had spoiled for me. Um, I think as long as you're not actively looking for stuff, things don't get spoiled. And once graduation's done, maybe that'll be my celebration for graduation as I'll play Extra through Horizon life. Zero Dawn. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, Extra Life would be a really good opportunity, too, if I can even wait that long. I may knock it out over the summer. Um, but I am getting the Switch, and I'm getting Zelda with that, which, I mean, should be a great game. And the nice it, thing about that is because I do have... Oh, wait, you're, you're, you're getting Ocarina of Time? Like, no, no. This, uh, oh, shoot, Zelda dude. Everything I'm hearing about this game, this is this is Zelda to a whole nother level, dude. Yeah, crafting. like a lot of like Skyrim. I, I heard that the the size of the map for this game is insane. Yeah. and then I mean it's got things like uh like yeah. degradable weapons, like weapons that that will break over time after being used and stuff like things that have never been in in a Zelda game before. Um, but yeah, so I I wanna I wanna craft the megaton megaton. <laughs> but the cool thing about it is is that uh, uh the Switch comes out on Friday and it's already confirmed from Amazon. It's gonna be delivered on Friday. I'm getting Zelda, and then literally Wednesday of the next week, I am going to be in airports and on airplanes the entire day of Wednesday. I land in New York City uh, at like 10:45 at night. Uh, then I'm with Tricky and we're going. We're driving to Boston and then I'm spending Boston in Boston until uh, Monday or Sunday. Then we're driving back to New York and then I'm flying from New York back to uh, 
to to home uh, all day Monday. So that's a lot of opportunity for me to be able to dig into Zelda. And the fact that the Switch is a portable console just kind of makes that kind of the perfect perfect storm of opportunity for me to get into that game and, and, and play it. But are you getting one to Switch? But yeah. Because that's going to be like the Paxi's game that you got to play. Yeah, so... I, I thought about that, and for that same reason, it's like, well, I'm going to be in PAX East. There's going to be a lot of people around, even when we're just sitting in the hotel. Like, that's an awesome opportunity to play it. I'm still back and forth on it. It's a $50 game, which I don't oh, know no, that it's I, worth I $50. It's worth uh, it, it really should have been a pack-in game, but I do think that, that, that the whole reason why I did actually, and I am considering getting one to Switch, is because of PAX East, because it, that's a really good opportunity and a location to, to have a game like that where you can just whip it out and kind of mess around, especially when you're waiting in queues Context. and stuff like that. So, so... Context. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Anytime. <laughs> you better be careful what you're hey, whipping out of I, I, You know, if, if they can't handle it, then, you know, they just need to step away. <laughs> people like to get really close. People, everything, people, everything. People get, like to get really close in queues. Like, like when I was at Pack South, like they bundle you in real tight. And so, if I need a little bit of elbow room, all I got to do is whip it out. And people are just going to give me some space, you know. So, <laughs> it's it's a strategy at that point. But yeah, that's all I've been playing, and I am looking forward to uh, Horizon. I don't want anybody to think that that it's a game that I don't plan on playing. It, it sounds great, and I do plan on playing it. I just don't have the time right now. I'm about three or four months away from graduation, and there'll be a perfect opportunity for me to play then gotcha hey flame what have you been playing lately uh nhl 17 uh i've been playing that uh i bet you haven't been been playing as the rangers no i uh well technically yes i have been playing as the rangers with uh uh kitchener rangers an ohl team so I was gonna say I have no idea what that means. Uh, but yeah, I uh, play, been playing that, and then I uh, I have also been playing uh, this mobile game called uh, uh, Magic: The Gathering Puzzle Quest. Yeah, it's 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 addictive and fun and. <laughs> And, and your really dogs have made an appearance. Yeah. Yes. Game Corp reference, folks. Yes. No. Are those the Nintendo dogs? They're the Switch dogs. <gasps> uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what else have I been playing? I Now, it wasn't last week, but uh, I was recently was playing Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag, but I need to get back into that. I'm almost done the game, so hopefully I should get back into that one. It was really good. Cool. I should get into that yes. one. <laughs> I, 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 I finally I finally picked that game up with some gift cards. I'm a, I'll be diving into that hopefully over the summer. So instead of... I've had it for a hot minute. you had it for what? A hot... I've had it for a hot minute, and I just haven't had play time. To play well, you're it. slowly working your way up to that console generation. You're still in the Nintendo, then you got to go to the Sega. So eventually, you'll get to like yeah, the PlayStation just, Four and... generation, right? If I just if I just literally played all of my games like based off of like the time that they were released, and then all the way up to the new day, I would probably be dead before <laughs> I got to current generation and then, stuff. So <laughs> then next week uh, with. Uh, the Switch coming up. I'm hoping to uh, get a console at launch. I couldn't pre-order mine, but hopefully they have ones available. Oh, you'll find them. Pre-ordering that thing was a nightmare. 
Like I tried to, so I waited up until three o'clock in the morning on the the day that it was announced uh, for Amazon to to drop their pre order thing. Uh, I wanted to do Amazon because you didn't have to pay up front. That was the, that's the nice thing about Amazon. And so like yeah, I waited up till like three o'clock in the morning. There was no sign, so I fell asleep. And then I woke up and found come to find out like forty five minutes after I fell asleep, Amazon's pre orders went live and they sold out in minutes. And well, I was so pissed. Uh, but I lucked out later in the day. They actually had some pop up for pre order. And I, I was, was gonna say yeah, I got mine later on in the day on Amazon. It was stupid because uh, the Nintendo thing, a Nintendo event said that the pre-orders was, were starting on the 21st in January, of January for Japan, so I figured that was going to be the day for, like, worldwide. And, no, it's the day, it's, like, the day after the event. Instead of saying, oh, pre-orders are starting worldwide, or, like, in North America on this day, well, no... So, yeah, that, that, the Japanese event was frustrating. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's frustrating for a lot of reasons. Like, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I'm hoping to get the long, or uh, like, uh, the Switch. I know, uh, I know, uh, a, a retailer around here that will probably have a couple that are available. So, I, hey, I, I, I'm got an inside person the, fell off a truck. The, uh, just the black uh, controllers, because I don't want. Yeah, the gray the, controllers. Uh, yeah, blue and red. The neon. That that just seems stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not big on the colored controllers. I mine is the um, one with the gray controllers. And if I can't get that, I'll probably get Horizon. But it all depends. <laughs> so. Horizon God. should never be a second well, choice. I, I, I want so <laughs> I want uh, Breath of the Wild. So, yeah. Speaking of in the wild, you can run around the wild and hunt mech dinosaurs yes. in Horizon. I like mechs. Yeah, I do too. That's one. That's one of the things that got me on that game. It could be the horrible story. I'm like, oh, mechs. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to get the uh, the the Thunderclaw edition, but it didn't come with the game, so I would I'd have dropped money on that one. That was a sweet statue they had. That's that. been such a huge like thing lately, like putting out the collector's editions without well, the game th- this, included, th- which is kind of th- crazy. This wasn't through. This wasn't through like a like GameStop or something. This was like a totally different site, and they're like, "Hey, look, we've got this." collector's edition for horizon zero dawn and it was it was uh one of like the i would say it's like a tyrannosaurus rex compare it to yeah and it's called the thunderclaw and i'm like oh uh-huh. that is a badass statue that's the statue i want for the game and it was like two hundred dollars and you got like a map of the world and a couple of other things and i'm like okay cool but what about a game because none of the pictures showed a game a digital I'm like it's copy you know, no, nope. no, nope. it was it was two hundred dollars for the statue, the map, I think a book, and that was it. And I'm like, yeah. no. If it had the game, I'd have dropped two hundred bucks on it. But I'm like, no, I'm not drawing. That started with Battlefield One. Yeah, was that they the did first that. one that did that? I'm yeah. Like, so it's like, yeah, the collector's edition comes out with the statue and all the little extra trinkets and whatnot that would normally come in a collector's edition, but there is no well, game included, so it's a completely separate the package. The Tomb Raider, like Temple of Osiris, game did the same thing, but it was only like twenty dollars for the collector's edition. But the yeah. game was also digitally twenty. So like, that's Wait, not you know so that bad of a deal, like, but. I was just like, uh, because like like the statue that they're selling with the game, 
isn't bad, but that Thunderclaw one is a heck of a lot better. But anyway, yeah. so I'll just get the standalone game and, so, and we'll be totally happy with how, that anyway. How is it so, that they... I, I don't understand this. How How is it that they release a collector's edition without the game? Like, it doesn't make sense. So, they're, they're, I mean, it's kind of... it's. It kind of makes sense. It it does kind of make sense, though, if you stop and think about it, because you've got... But it does, because if you stop and think about it, you have people like Tricky, who this generation have decided to go all digital. But say that, that, that... I mean, he ended up ordering the collector's edition for horizon i think um and so then he's got a physical copy of the game that he wants to turn around and flip and sell to one of us uh because he doesn't want a physical copy of the game he'd rather buy the digital version so by releasing a collector's edition that doesn't have the game packed in it opens up the ability for those people to go and get the collector's edition statue without having to worry about having the game and also it helps the manufacturer because rather than producing well i mean horizon zero dawn is a moot point because it's only out on playstation but if you look at battlefield field um a retailer would get x number of copies of the collector's edition of battlefield and there would be you know five xbox one copies five ps4 copies this way having it bundled separately they can sell you the game separately and they don't have like like three of those xbox one copies of the collector's edition sitting on the shelf for six months that they have to turn around and sell for like a huge discount because nobody ever bought them this way they can move the collector's edition a lot easier because it's it's platform agnostic they can they can sell okay, it to anybody but, but it for, no matter which platform they're playing the game the on. Uh, digital code for a digital copy of the game is what i'm trying to say it's because even Nah, well, really quick. Yeah, I mean, that's... Really quick, though, Troy, it, you didn't end your sentence with, and that's the because, business. I'm just saying that upset me. I was hoping you were going <laughs> to. But that... I, have I ever done that before? No, but I've been trying... You just I've been assume trying, that any time Troy's talking about last, something, like, it's always the business. I've been trying to instigate it for the last three weeks. I'm like, yeah, hey, you should end it with that. Anytime I throw down a business-related discussion, it's always the business. You just should know that. There's some first-time <laughs> listeners. You never know. But yeah, no, I definitely see what you're talking about, and I had the same reaction at first, because uh, it's like, well, yeah, like, why am I going to buy a collector's edition of a game if it doesn't even include the game, even a digital copy of it? Um, and like I said, Horizon m- may not make sense because it is only on one platform, but also I think that uh, um, Yield's uh, mention is that this collector's edition that he was seeing wasn't even actually sanctioned by, or, you know, it's not the official collector's edition of the game, um, but that was the reason why was given why like ea would do a collector's edition of battlefield without actually packing in the game is because it made more sense like they're not creating different packages for each of the games because even if with a digital code if you went in there to to buy the playstation 4 version uh they didn't have any but they do have the xbox one version well you don't have an xbox one and nobody wants to buy this xbox one version then six months down the road they've got to sell it at a huge loss uh this way you go in it doesn't matter what platform you want you want the battlefield one collector's edition you buy the collector's edition and then you just get whichever game maybe like a voucher or something would be okay but I would imagine that they're pricing it based on the fact that, look, the game's not included, and so, you know, if the game had been included, this would have been $60 more. And that's the business. And that is the business. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's it's definitely something that, that took me aback when I first heard about it, and I thought it was a really dumb idea, but having thought about it uh, from a business standpoint, it does kind of make sense. Like I said, it doesn't make sense for Horizon, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a concept that... that kind of has you know a lot of sense to it if you actually stop and think about it from a business standpoint like nobody wants to lose money and if you've got uh, a copy of the collector's edition that's sitting on the shelf and then six months later you have to turn around and sell it for half price or less you know you're just losing money on that 
So how about some yeah, news, let's guys? Yeah, some news. So instead of, listen, instead of <laughs> listening to me go into it, they're going to listen to me because I'm up first. There you go. So have you ever thought to yourself, hey, you know what would make this trophy, this platinum trophy, easier? If I could just buy this one last trophy that I need to unlock that mystical, magical platinum. Mm-hmm. There's actually a game that's going to allow you to do that. Uh, Square Enix's Near Automa- Automata. Um, apparently, and this comes from PSU.com, there is a Reddit user, uh, Yukatai, who has a, the Japanese version of the game. And, uh, this person played through the game, and it's found that through that um, on the third playthrough of the game... You can uh, purchase trophies, uh, but only using in-game money. You can't use real-world money. You can't use dollars from your wallet or your bank oh, account. Leave, so it's only leave, using... it, leave it up to EA to capitalize on that. Yeah, exactly. So basically, on your third playthrough, you can buy trophies with in-game money. Um, this is the very first game that you can do this with. Uh, Near launches. Excuse me. Near Automata launches on the PS4 in March on March 7th in North America. So this, uh, what do you guys think about this? Um, I guess I'll go ahead and give my my thoughts on it. I'm, you know, introducing the topic. Personally, I uh, I don't like the idea. I mean, while I can see the benefit of like, say, a game like, you know, I played Hell Divers for a long time, and I didn't necessarily, it wasn't, it was a grind. It wasn't hard to get the trophy in Hell Divers, at least to get the the final trophy where I had to kill 100,000 aliens. Uh, it was just a grind, a complete grind that just sucked up time. Uh, I can see in that situation where it might be, you know, kind of nice to be like, hey, I kind of want to, or with this WWE 2K17 trophy where I have to, you know, rise up to gold medal and it takes like 400 matches online or something like that. In that situation where you just have to play the game and you're getting experience regardless how you do, it's kind of nice to think, oh, I can just skip all that and get this trophy. But then you think about the games like Vanquish, um, that you had a really hard time, couldn't get past that one last trophy, and you take almost all the skill out of it by being able to buy a trophy to complete the set. And you think of how, you know, there's a lot of competitiveness and a lot of pride that goes into trophy hunting for a lot of gamers. Some people don't care, some people just want to accumulate trophies like crazy. Uh, other people actually take pride in the, in the games that they, and the effort that they put into games. So, like, something like Vanquish, like, if all of a sudden people can just buy the trophies then, you know, the percentage, the rarity goes down, and the percentage of people who unlock the tro- the platinum trophy goes up, and then it means almost nothing. Like, the trophy that you worked so hard to get is now not a very rare trophy, and you've got really not a lot to show. Like, you can't brag a lot, and you've got really not a lot to show from having that trophy because someone else just bought it. Uh, a bunch of other people just bought it. They're the way of the trophy, and, you know, it kind of cheapens it a little bit. Um, so I, overall, while I can understand how with certain trophies where they take no skill and just time and patience, it might be nice to think of it, um, but to basically try to take possibly take the challenge away from other trophies that you could not get otherwise without paying for them, um, I, I don't like that aspect. So I would rather see this go away. It's one of those things like you've got, I mean, we're having this entire conversation about what trophy chumping is and isn't like this takes it to a whole new level just in the fact that like if somebody can even even the idea that somebody could buy their their trophies 
um, that automatically kind of puts an asterisk next to that platinum trophy. If it's possible for somebody to, to turn around and buy that trophy, you have to question whether or not anybody who has that platinum trophy earned it legitimately or they just turn around and buy the trophies, uh, at which point in time, you know, like, I mean, I know it's all one it's it's all arbitrary because it's just fucking trophies but also it's fucking trophies and that's what this show is all about um and the fact that like you know it's it's almost like steroids in baseball you know like at some point like it 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 doesn't take any skill all you can do is buy trophies then you know why is anybody even bothering it kind of cheapens the whole experience i don't disagree with anything that's been said I don't know. <laughs> I, I I just want to play the game like near Automato or Automata I play the demo it's one of the few games that I think Square Enix Publishing is one of the games I look forward to that from them this year. And, I mean, yeah, it's going to take a couple playthroughs before that option is even available. And after playing the demo, I mean, and looking at, you know, the screenshots from the Japanese version of the game and the prices, I was like, even buying the trophies, even if you have, like, one or two away from the Platinum, just looking at the price alone and how the currency works in that game, you're still going to be grinding. So it's like... It's one of those things where it's like, okay, do you want to grind specifically for this trophy, or do you want to grind money and get the uh, trophy? Like, it's almost like a toss-up. Which one's actually going to be easier to do? Yeah. Especially the fact that this one, you know, uses in-game currency yeah. rather than real money. But at some point, you know, it's it's bound to happen where you can buy, you know, the in-game currency with real money. Yeah, EA will be like, for $99, you can get This is Square Enix. This is not EA. EA would sit there and be like, oh, while you're at it, can you get an online pass to get the Platinum? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean... I, you have yeah. to have PlayStation Plus well, the to get this like, Platinum. I'm going to have this game. There's plenty of them that are like yeah. that if you have online yeah, trophies. Like, I'm going to get the Platinum. Well, that's, I'm going to yeah, get the Platinum. True. The downside is it's going to have an asterisk. People are like, oh, would you buy it? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. Regardless, I'm not going to tell anyone. When I get the Platinum in this game, I'm not telling you how I got it. I'm just be like, I got it. It's on my, my list. I'm done. Personally, as you can tell, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of trophies. Definitely. Like, look at my, <laughs> my trophy score. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I don't think that trophies matter. Um, and so... Whoa. Boo this man! Coming to our We're house. sorry, Hayflink is not going to be able to make it for the rest of the show. Uh, we want to thank <laughs> but, him for joining us today. If, no, 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 no. But if, if, if you feel that you have to go out and get them, that's fine. If you feel like you have to go out and pay for them, that's fine. I don't care. There are people who probably pay somebody from China to uh, get... get uh, trophies for them because there are people who pay to get uh people from like uh, server farms to to grind wow and stuff like it happens all the time like if there is an in-game currency or stuff like that that shows how much like gamer score and trophies and all that stuff like to show how much cred you have in the gaming community uh, there are going to be places that you can pay for it so like to have an in-game currency like this and and you're actually having to play through the game multiple times like i don't see a problem with it so it's like people are going to get trophies anyway so like whether they they rent out some server farm to do it or whatnot, like like it, and the thing is, as somebody who plays a lot of sports games, 
I can tell you that some of the the trophies are just ridiculous in them, and and like if like I play. I play MLB the show every single year and I don't I don't get a lot of trophies in them because I don't play all the modes and I don't I don't tend to focus on going after them but if if I could unlock it because I have played it so much then I think that could be cool like I I probably wouldn't but <laughs> it's just something like the options yeah, there. I mean in a situation where you in the situation where you spend 300 hours, you know, playing Madden or whatever, and whether or not you're playing in all the little extra bells and whistles modes that are that are going to enable you to unlock all the trophies, um, if you spent 300, 300 hours in the game and you've acquired enough in-game currency, then you might as well be able to purchase a couple of those random-ass ones that, you know, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I think it's fine as long as it's in-game currency that yes. you have to grind yeah. out. I think when it becomes a point where you can just flop down some amount of money in the PSN store to buy in-game currency and then just purchase those trophies i think that's where it becomes kind of an well, issue and yeah. and also like there's games where they they're either either a really good uh story mode or a really good online mode and i will either not play the story or not play the online portion and like i i can't unlock like if i play just the story of borderlands without going online like i wouldn't be able to unlock all the trophies, but I can play like through the story several times and like with all the different characters and and like if I could pay to unlock it to get it, like I wouldn't see that as a problem because I'm still playing it quite a bit. Like I think I put at least close to a hundred hours into the first one, and I haven't got the trophy so. So, guys, let me introduce a new question to you. And I just thought about this. Like, what kind of would I spend money on? So, would you all pay money, real money, in the PSN store to be able to erase a certain trophy list from your uh, your trophy list? Like, a certain game from your trophy list, and, like, if you don't, if you have a very low percentage. Because you can erase games that have zero. But, like, say you got, like, 2% of the trophies or, like, 6%. Would you all pay money to be able to delete that wow. list? Wow. That's kind of interesting. Uh, never. Pro- probably a part of me would say yes. Uh, the majority of me probably would say no, just for the fact of trying to be a purist. Yeah, I'd say no, just because I don't necessarily care. I've got yeah. plenty of trophy lists that only have like two or three trophies on them, and I don't care enough to get rid of them. It's just like, eh, I've tried the game, didn't like it, never played it again. You know, yeah. no big deal. Um, I mean, even in a case of like, like a. Uh, uh, Dead or Alive Extreme 3, you know, that's something like, oh, somebody looks at that, they might judge me for wanting to play a game with bikini girls that play, you know, volleyball and stuff like that, but, you know, if I took the time to play it, hey, you know, whatever, it's me, deal with it. <laughs> I wouldn't judge you, I have played that game. There we go, no, it doesn't matter. So, okay, next topic, boom, next. So, this one isn't really news, this is actually a rumor. Apparently there's going to be another Batman game. So the rumor going around is... You don't say. Yeah, I know, right? The Batman Arkham series has been beloved fan favorite ever since Rocksteady released Arkham Asylum back in 2009, and allegedly there's a W Montreal employee, or as he puts it, soon-to-be former W employee, Warner Brothers employee, has leaked a host of potential details on a potential new game in the series, allegedly titled Batman Arkham Insurgency. 
This leak comes from Reddit. Apparently, Batman Arkham Insurgencies will take place many years after the events of Warner Brothers' last venture in the series, Arkham Origins. Set in a coastal area outside of traditional Gotham, players will control both Batman and Dick Grayson as they attempt to control a mass breakout of criminals and Batman villains from both Blackgate and Arkham Asylum in traditional so, Batman so, Arkham. Okay. So would this game be like a pre-sequel? I don't know because I don't consider the W Montreal um, Arkham Origins canon? to even be any sort of canon to Rocksteady's. Um... That's why they're doing stuff pre-Arkham Asylum, because I feel like they aren't a, as good a team overall as Rocksteady to handle anything that continues now, Rocksteady's trilogy. I didn't trilogy. play the, uh, the first uh, Origins game. Uh, was No, I wasn't playing on it. Don't. But, uh, was it supposed to be, uh, take place, like, was it supposed to be uh, Batman capturing the Joker? For Origins, uh, like, kinda. It was kind of the introduction between Batman yeah. and Joker. Yeah, it is, because I'm playing out. through Origins right now, and I just got to the spot where he was just kind of like, well, who oh, no, is this Joker? No, but all I mean Joker was, exists. like, because I was thinking that if, if, it, if the first, like, if Origins didn't tie it, like, you know how in the beginning of uh, Arkham Asylum, uh, you're taking the Joker in... After capture, capturing him. Oh, no. This is still a big time difference. Like, okay, so I'm going to say Batman Arkham Asylum, the storyline of that game for time frame is like Batman year. Maybe he's already been Batman for like five or six years. Or, no, probably like five or six, yeah. Whereas Batman Arkham Origins isn't like Batman year one. It's like Batman year two. So it's just like there's still like a three to four year gap between uh, uh- Origins and Asylum. Yeah, who knows how many times in, no. in those three no, or four years that Joker yeah. escaped and had to like, be recaptured. If this is true, then him capturing the him capturing the inmates might be like the actual sequel to to Asylum instead of Origins, where it was. No, they oh. flat out say this is a sequel to Origins. Um, the only other thing is because this is going to be apparently. This game, the main villains will be Owlman and the Court of Owls, so that gives you a more time frame. So that's why the time frames don't make up any sense. The additional villains are going to be Maxi Zeus, <laughs> Dollmaker, and eh, Killer Moth, Anarchy, Two Face, Blockbuster, Ventriloquist, Cornelius Sturk, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, Dusana Ghoul, Mad Monk, Dala the Riddler, and the Joker. And the story revolves around the Court of Owls' belief that Batman and his vigilantism is a threat to the control they have over Gotham. Okay, basically it's everything from the Court of Owls. I'm not even going to... Since this is all rumor mill, honestly, um, and the leaker claims to work there, I'm sorry. In the like, the main thing is the game is supposed to be released November of this year. I don't think that's going to happen. And it was yeah, meant to be revealed at the end of 2016. I'm sorry, like... Uh, they, the main thing is, and I'm curious to see if anything is it legit, could be, uh, could claims could the game be, will be announced on March 8th. Switch exclusive. So, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I'd be down, I'd be playing it. I played, I played Origins, it was fine. Really? I mean, <laughs> well, I don't think it was nearly as bad as everybody okay. made it I'm, out to be. I'm enjoying uh, what I've played through it so far. The only thing I didn't, the only thing I didn't like was I already, you've already, like, not even maybe a quarter into the game and you've already fought Deathstroke and I figured that that would be a much 
more. Yeah, that's like the first boss, yeah, it is. isn't it? It is one of the first crimes. And, and, and I was just like, wow, I thought Deathstroke would be up there towards the end of the game, and here it is, the first boss. And I was just like, wow, this was kind of a slight letdown. I thought they did some really cool and interesting things with the boss fights in that game. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was all right. Like, I mean. It was fine, and I mean the fact that the Arkham games made you know buttloads of money. Like WB's not gonna abandon it, even if Rocksteady doesn't want to do them anymore. So yeah, it doesn't and, surprise and, me at all if they're working on another one. People will still buy them as long yeah. as they continue. As long as they continue to get you know Kevin Conroy to still do Batman, you're probably well. So you will. Troy Troy Baker did Batman in no. Origin. No, 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 I think he did, he did a Joker. Joker. He did the oh, Joker. yeah, I'm sorry, Joker. I apologize. So, I mean, as long I, I as missed. you still got a yeah. good voice cast, people are probably still going to buy it. You know, as long as you just don't really start wandering off, you know, start wandering well, off into the, the storytelling, people, people are, are going to buy it. What what made Asylum so good, what made Asylum so good, but besides that it was, a, it was a good game, was you had almost, you had the core voice cast from the animated yeah. series, and that's what kind of help that game and then besides the award-winning voice cast yeah and then rocksteady did rocksteady had a really good game on top of that so it you know it all worked out for them but had to had the game not been very good it would have been like well we still got this really awesome voice cast so it it all worked isn't that how the deadpool game worked out like the Deadpool game, like the gameplay wasn't amazing, yeah. but just because the voice acting was pretty on point and the the humor and everything. Yeah, that was that was basically. I, I mean, I didn't hate the Deadpool game, but the only downside to this whole entire Batman announcement is, <laughs> as everyone here played Arkham Knight, because I'm not going to spoil anything, but no, I haven't they, played it yet. They no, had potential for a really good follow up with even if W Montreal decides to make a Batman game, if they did it after Arkham Knight. Perfect setup for what I would think would be the best Nightfall trilogy storyline of a video game, which could just blow any, like, it would set the standard for comic book and superhero video games. Instead, this, like, this is all rumored, so, I mean, the Court of Owls and everything else, the time frame for the comic books and all this, really kind of doesn't make too much sense, per se, if it's taking place after Origins, but before Asylum, so that's my downside to all this, and then the villains, I mean... I'm sorry, the only B-listers missing from this is Rainbow Monster, because this is, like, the <laughs> worst list of villains, and that's why you're like, okay, we're gonna have the Riddler again, more riddles, like, that was annoying in all the games, and then the Joker, so it's like, they're not giving us any real, like, the villains are, like, there's, villains. yeah, there's so many to do, but you got Blockbuster. They've got, they've got an all ghoul <laughs> in there. Uh, couldn't they bring in Adam West villains like Eggman or? <laughs> what do you think Killer Moth is? What do you think Anarch? They're basically the same exact thing. Like they're just like bottom of the barrel. Like like they were just bored one day and they're like, oh, we need a new villain. Oh, what's that by the light outside our door? Oh, it's a moth. Boom, Killer Moth. You got one. Like done. Like these are like the worst like villains possible. It, they chose the. They chose the villains for this game by saying, "Who haven't this we?" This is like used the, in these the, games? the villain lineup is the same as the Rangers' starting lineup. <laughs> oh come on, they're not that bad. Yeah, oh, he's not trying here. to take but, shots. But no, it's I don't know. I'm a big Batman fan, and I'm burnt out on this. Like I've said in the past, if they took the Arkham City open world engine, took the Tomb Raider bow things, we could have an Arrow game right now. Like we, there's other superheroes, and it's just like Warner Brothers. 
film and video game studios, they have the same thing where everything has to... They put all their eggs in the basket of Batman, and they have no faith in any other comic book licensing they have. Um, I, I, I think that's mainly because most of the people know Batman, whereas not a lot of people know the Arrowverse, other than people who watch the TV show. And, and all the other superheroes, like big-name superheroes, I mean, are either overpowered or would be hard to do for video games. I played Aquaman on N64. Not hard to do at all. <laughs> Aquaman? Mm-hmm. There's a Superman and Aquaman game yes, on N64. Yes, but uh, they did Aquaman... Uh, was it on GameCube? And that one was terrible. That's um, amazing. Like... Uh, um, Green Lantern would be overpowered because, like, he suffers from the same fate as Superman, like, because he basically has pretty much any power of his imagination, as long as it's green. Really quick, correction, he does not have any power, he can actually conjure anything he wants with his mind that would be the color green he doesn't have any power he can make planes and snap but it's yeah, not any but power I'm just saying it's not that I have two green lantern tattoos and I'm that's why I said saying, of his let's imagination not green rabbit hole. let's not throw it on the green lantern that's rabbit hole just... <laughs> yeah yeah know, let's right? not do that we're already I've like already, 50 that's, minutes that's into this show and we've only gone through the, se- the second topic down, that's why I brought the N64 four times uh, no I actually missed that uh, so I'm going to jump into the next topic. Uh, so the uh, one of the co-founders of Nintendo of America, Al Stone, uh, recently passed away. I'm looking through this here. Uh, looks like we have a link for uh, Gameasia. Game Gameasia. Um, so Al Stone was one of the two guys who basically were founders of Nintendo of America. I don't know if any of you have read the Console Wars book. No, but I uh, want to. Really good book. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, so it kind of, I mean, obviously that it uh, kind of focuses around the console war between Nintendo and Sega in the early 90s. We're talking uh, Super Nintendo Genesis era. Um, the the main bulk of the book focuses on Sega and, and uh, their plight, but you can't talk about Sega and their plight without going into Nintendo. Uh, so there's an entire chapter, uh, plus some, uh, dedicated to Nintendo of America. Basically, Al Stone and his friend Ron Judy uh, got together and created they, they created a shipping company, basically. They bought these trucking companies, um, and through connections, they were able to uh, uh, get hooked up with this uh, company in Japan called Nintendo that were trying to ship some of their arcade games into the United States and have them put up into you know various venues where arcade games would be found, bowling alleys and whatnot. Uh, so they were looking for somebody who could handle that. And since they had access to a bunch of trucks and stuff, like they decided to take on this distribution job for this Nintendo company, this little-known company in Japan. Um, this is all around the time that the video game industry had crashed in America. Uh, the Atari uh, 2600, basically they were just shoveling crap games into this uh, uh, market, and people just got fed up and just didn't want to buy video games anymore. So there was a good three years in the 80s where the the video game industry in America just basically ceased to exist. Um, so, yeah, this guy, Al Stone and Ron Judy, they created this shipping company. They were bringing in Nintendo uh, arcade cabinets to begin with. Um, 
And so basically without these two guys, like Nintendo of America probably wouldn't exist uh, definitely in the form that we we know it. And by extension, the video game industry in America could possibly potentially look like completely different than it does today. Uh, that's basically the background of it. So uh, Al Stone was 71 years old and he died from complications of cancer. I mean, it, it's really unfortunate, but also he's kind of an unknown source um, you know, when it comes to the video game industry, but like I said, the, the landscape of the, the gaming industry in America probably wouldn't be what it is today without, without this guy, you know, uh, kind of being one of the forerunners of Nintendo of America being a thing. I mean, granted, once the NES came out, uh, the Japanese Nintendo, Nintendo Japan actually brought in their own people to run the company, you know, as they do today, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, without these two guys and Al Stone being one of them, like we may or may not have a video game industry in America the way it is today, and it's really sad to see anybody pass away. You want, um, you, yeah, you wonder anybody. If, if if they had any any idea that when they started that, you know, just bringing in video game cabinets, that it would they would have this kind of impact. Yeah, I'm sure they probably didn't. Um, because uh, especially then, like, uh, when they first did it, like, a lot of the games that they brought over were just, like, kind of, like, crappy knockoffs. It really wasn't until uh, Donkey Kong was the first game that kind of really hit big. Uh, by then, yeah, they were at a point where um, they were breaking in the money just in, in video game uh, consoles because everybody wanted to have a Donkey Kong cabinet in their, their business, so... Uh, but before that, like when they first started, they, they didn't even know what Nintendo was. Like they're like, I don't know, there's this company in Japan that wants to ship over these, uh, you know, arcade cabinets and they need somebody to distribute them in America. And so it was just, you know, just a side job for them at the time. But yeah, it ended up blowing into, it became Nintendo of America, you know, and people don't even really necessarily think of Nintendo as having a... Uh, uh, starting is in arcade cabinets you know like most people's thought of nintendo is they've been in the console business all their lives but really they started out well i mean technically they started out making playing cards but i mean in the modern era it was it was arcade cabinets to begin with so it wasn't until the nes that they had actually the, um, uh, ventured into putting oh, video games in people's homes it's that. with the with the marbles i can't think of it plinko no it's like plinko machines Marble Madness? Pinball. Oh, no, yeah, they're the... Um, yes. Uh, it's what Konami deals in mostly now. Um, the they, they uh, started pachinko, pachinko with, machines. With, uh, uh, Nintendo, I don't know that they that necessarily did a lot of that. Uh, I know they, like I said, they were... Those were like the big three things before they made it big in video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, their first start was literally playing cards. The guy who created Nintendo, like, just started making his own playing cards and selling them to sailors and stuff like that in Japan uh, after the war, and that's really where they got their start. And then he actually made a uh, a licensing deal with Disney to create playing cards with Disney characters on them. And, I mean, that's basically where Nintendo got its start, for sure. Anyway, anybody have anything to say on this? No, Can I just, I was, wow. It, I, di I didn't realize that that guy had such a key role <laughs> yeah, in all the video games. Especially in the mid-90s, too, with Sega and everything else. But yeah, I, just, I mean... I don't know. It just sucks, you know. I mean, even though he's not doing me... Like, you know, a lot of people who are in the companies now in their 70s, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're just, like, you know, on the board or this and that. But they don't realize 
how the companies are structured now how what wasn't how it was in like the 80s and 90s so you know they were actually doing major things and not you know to further the gaming industry and now you know they deserve to like sit on a board but it just sucks you know another passing to cancer yeah yeah it's horrible but you know i mean it happens it sucks you know but also it's important that we you know we know who al stone is because you know a lot of people may not know and may not realize you know the impact that he had on the the video game industry in america so yeah it's definitely important so what's telltale's loss i guess will be ubisoft's gain uh ubisoft san francisco has announced that they have hired four former telltale games employees that would be uh senior design directors dennis leonard and nick herman narrative director pierre Chorette and creative producer Adam Saracen. Uh, this quartet worked on games like uh, The Walking Dead, Minecraft Story Mode, and my personal favorite Telltale game to date, Tales from the Borderlands. So they will be working on future narrative projects, and uh, Ubisoft San Francisco commented that, that they were excited to welcome the strong industry veterans to their skill team. And they continue to expand their por- as uh, Ubisoft continues to expand their portfolio of games. They look to hire the best talent in the industry and infuse team members with shared passions for development. So, d- does this give anybody concern for for Telltale's storytelling and what kind of maybe foreshadows what Ubisoft might be doing? Mm. I mean, well, I'm sure there's individual like talented individuals within you know telltale that will be missed if they leave i also think that that culture of that company is kind of the more important thing where you know like naughty dog like if you had a few people leave naughty dog you know you're probably fine because quite frankly naughty dog is a great development studio uh same with nintendo uh people some people left nintendo they'd probably be fine uh, they obviously would be fine um so i think it's more the culture of the company and just kind of the ideals that they have about game making, uh, the kind of the processes they have for making games that actually matter more than some of the individual people. So I'm actually, I pulled up the list of games that are credited to Ubisoft San Francisco. I mean, granted, Ubisoft, like, they're a multinational company, and usually all of their studios kind of have a hand in most of their games. But the games that are specifically credited to the Ubisoft San Francisco office are uh, Rocksmith, The Smurfs 2, Just Dance Kids 2014, Rocksmith 2014, Tetris Ultimate, and South Park The Fractured But Whole. So then South Park, they Um, got the the AAA studio. (laughs) Basically, what you're saying. Well, Rocksmith had a had a had a yeah, decent following. First. Yeah, and it had a great story. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. I think what are we gonna get? I like, mean, it's cool. It's whatever. Assassin's Creed games now. Like, I don't know. Hey, yeah, obviously. So these guys are the writers. So they're gonna be ones to write narrative stories. Um, and as far as Telltale, I mean. Game companies gain and lose people constantly. I mean, if you look at uh, Amy Hennig from Naughty Dog, she left Naughty Dog. She was basically the architect of of the Uncharted games. She left, and everyone, you know, was freaking out. Well, what's going to happen with with Uncharted? And Uncharted Four came out, and it was great. So, I mean, there's probably plenty of people at Telltale who can tell a story. Uh, I know the people who were in charge of writing the first couple episodes of The Walking Dead were actually gone before halfway through uh, the second season. So, you know, those people were not even around anymore. I think. They they actually left to become the company that made Firewatch, if I'm not oh, mistaken. San- uh, but oh, either way, there you go, Campo, Campo Santo. Santo. I, 
I think if if I'm not mistaken, that's what they which, became. Which Firewatch um, is so yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, but but then again, the Depends games that, on that who you ask. The games that Telltale put out didn't, you know, become markedly horrible after that. Um, so, I mean, there's, yeah, especially there's look at I don't think there's like, any what, reason to worry uh, offhand. The Wolf Among Us. I mean, they've had a lot of great games. And Batman. So it's like the first season of Walking Dead and Tales from Borderlands. Yes, which is, you know, a great one in Minecraft Story Mode. Those were the more, from a humor side, their best games they put out. But it's just like they've put out so many games and it's not just one writer for each game like they have a whole team so it's like we don't so it's like i don't think this is gonna hurt telltale at all especially if the only thing that's gonna hurt telltale is that they're picking up too much licensing and have too many games on their plate that's the only thing that'll hurt them i won't disagree with that yep but also any opportunity oh, for yeah. ubisoft to get some good writers to make Definitely some good stories i mean no I, I love the assassin's creed franchise ubisoft does have some good games I, the fact that they're getting four really good writers, that only means I mean it's it's going to help them. So it's a win win for them. They're going to it's like I just I'm just wondering what they're going to be working on. That's you know yeah yeah. There's really no telling. Like I said, the list of games that they've worked on up to this point, you know, it's Smurfs. there's no real indication. I mean, South Park: The Fractured But Whole is literally yeah. the only like real narrative game yeah. that they've worked on, other than the Smurfs two. Smurfs three. Uh, so yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. A new IP, maybe Smurfs three. The Smurfening. Perhaps. <laughs> the Smurfening. Um, so I guess we'll jump into another uh, story about. A franchise. Uh, so, Insomniac uh, it recently, in a discussion, this is coming from GameInformer.com, uh, that uh, they were asked, um, "What was what's to come of Sunset Overdrive?" Um, and so, yes, I so wanted to play. You know, that the game. thing is, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive came out exclusive to the Xbox One. Uh, it is an amazing game. I've played uh, most of it. I actually need to get back to, to playing uh, more of it. But it's it's a hell of a good game. I mean, Insomniac. It's 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 a great game all around. Of course, now they're working on the uh, new Spider Man game and some VR stuff uh, for PlayStation. But you know, Sunset Overdrive is an amazing franchise that maybe didn't get the exposure that it needed, especially when it came out because the Xbox One was trailing really far behind the PlayStation 4. Um, so in an interview, uh, they said that they don't know what's going to come of the franchise, uh, but they do own the IP. So like, even if Microsoft decides not to go forward with the franchise, they do have the option to uh, produce more of those games and, and release them on, on the PlayStation platform. Whether or not they can... Yeah, whether or not they can actually release the original Sunset Overdrive uh, remains to be seen. Uh, that may be exclusively licensed for Microsoft, but there's no reason why a sequel couldn't come to the PlayStation platform. And I'd like to see it because, like I said, I mean, this game from from everything that I've played and have, have you know seen and heard, like it's it's one of those seminal titles, a new IP that you know that just didn't get the exposure that it needed. It kind of reminds me of Titanfall in a lot of ways. You know, the first Titanfall came out; it was a Microsoft exclusive, but then Titanfall Two comes out and it knocks it out of the ballpark, and it's on all the platforms. So you know, maybe we'll get the same thing for Sunset Overdrive. I I, I don't know. I like. What do you guys I think? was one of the many people when this game when Sunset Overdrive came out and this and that. I made fun of it a lot because I'm a firm fan of Jet Grind Radio and Jet Set Radio, depending on which version you played for what console. 
I thought that's exactly what the game was, but I always did want to play it. I did get to try it a little bit on Xbox One once, and I was like, it's fun. I'm hoping, because I mean, let's face it, it sounded like they had a busy year last year, just like at the end of the article where they listed all the games that they put out, and now they're working on Spider-Man and VR stuff. It's They're a good studio. They don't make bad games, so if hypothetically Sunset Overdrive 2 comes to PlayStation 4, I won't complain. I will get it. And since they own the IP, I never knew they actually owned it. I thought it was they developed it and Microsoft had like their hands in the cookie jar of owning it. But it's kinda like a Titan it's kinda like a Titanfall yeah. two situation. That happens almost. A lot. So it's like okay, like hopefully this means maybe if Sunset Overdrive two comes out on PS four we can get away for the first game to be on PS four then. I don't know why I said PS two. Yeah. yeah. It just depends on I what mean, the licensing I mean, let's face was it, around that, but Sonic sure. And their stuff they've always they've always had their like home at sony so it's like i would not i'd be hard pressed to say that they wouldn't announce one before the year's over that they're doing a sequel i know i i, I was shocked when they announced that game for, yeah right i think everyone was for xbox, for xbox. Exclu- yeah it was an exclusive i'm yeah. like i'm like did they just how many zeros ships? were on that check you know and then it was yeah you know, a lot. It was just no they just developed that one game for them and i'm like oh well you know bravo for them for expanding their horizon you know i I, you know, I, I'll applaud a game company for that, but I, I will say that for a while I was holding, you know, my video game breath going, yeah. no, we just lost Insomniac? Yeah, they weren't lost. They, just they were just off chat, making money. You know, to get upgrade their computers and everything to start making that amazing Spider-Man game that's going to come out. There you go. And yeah, totally- I mean, it's nothing to worry about, but, I mean, it'd be cool if they made one. Like I said, they're really busy now, but, like, I really enjoyed Sunset Overdrive. I think more people need to be exposed to that franchise, and so if they find time and, and the motivation to put a version of that game out on the PlayStation, I think it would probably do pretty well, especially now that, like, it it was so critically acclaimed, and it's more like, you know, a lot of people just don't play it because maybe there's other things going on or they don't own an Xbox One, so I think uh, the second coming of that game, almost like Titanfall was, where it's like, like, you know, nobody knew what Titanfall was, but then it got so much buzz and everything when it came out, so that when it came out on the PlayStation, it just no, became a huge hit because said, of uh, the fact that people already me. knew there was uh, that reputation around it. So the the one game from the Wii U that I was really been wanting to play is finally coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox, and that's Lego City Undercover Remastered. Uh, basically, all the, all that they really announced is that um, now that you can play, you know, uh, dynamic split screen with a buddy, which you couldn't do on the Wii U, you know, like any of the other Lego games that, that they've released on the 4 and the Xbox, is now that you can play them with, you know, dynamic split screen with a buddy. So I'm looking forward right. for, for, for Grand Theft Lego. Grand Theft Lego. I, I like the Lego game, so this actually was something on the news that actually didn't make me happy. I was like, ooh. I was like, I want to play that, because Lego games are fun. Especially couch co-op. Uh, see, see, I, 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 honestly, I kicked around the idea that when they announced the Switch, I was like, you know, or they, Nintendo was announcing a new console. I'm like, you know, I could pick up a Wii U. I could pick up Lego City Undercover and get, you know, play Wind Waker in HD. And I was like, then they came out and go, well, we're going to bring this over to PlayStation. Uh, never mind. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm good. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. So, I mean, I, I 
don't have a lot of experience with a lot of the Lego games that they're they've got a good reputation and this is kind of cool because you know most of the Lego games are licensed games which they've done really well with you know they've been able to kind of put their own little charm on them but this is like yeah. a, an, a totally original story uh, for Lego which seems pretty dope but I've never actually experienced a lot of it so uh, like like I said all I've all I've ever heard I haven't read much about it uh, the, the trailers I saw when it came out for the Wii U I was like yeah I want to play that game. And then every, you know, and then basically somebody just kind of, you know, the quick, easy comparison was it was Grand Theft Lego, you know, <laughs> basically. And I was like, okay, I, I can do that. That sounds dope. Alex, you got a Sophie's Trophies? Uh, so, yeah, this is actually kind of going to jump our, our shoutouts. Well, actually, I'll just do, do it in the shoutouts. Uh, but, yeah, the team-up trophy in WB2K6, 2K17 is actually the only trophy in the game where you need another person to help you. Uh, you need to have someone on your friends list team up with you and win a tag team match online, which, you know, um, given that Mark and I live in different uh, time zones and the fact that he's the only other person on my friends list that has the game, it kind of makes it – it was kind of a, a – you know, could have been difficult for me to get the trophy, but like I said, one of the uh, members of the community – Help me uh, get the trophy, uh, and while I lucked out and had someone who beat me message me afterwards, and then we accept each other on, as friends on PSN, and then we got the trophy. Um, that one, I don't really have any tips. I'll just say that uh, it's uh, it, it's the one trophy. Um, it's it like you can you can like um, boost the trophies, I guess you would say, by finding a partner. Um, but it's the one trophy you might want to get right away, considering that. Uh, the online community well, for a game like this, I'm assuming, kind of dies as it gets closer to the new release of the game. So that brings me to a follow-up. They, um, there's a rumor going around because the 2K16 servers got shut down like last year, or, like around September. There's a rumor going around if you don't have this trophy yet, get it before June, because something is going on with 2K and the licensing for how they're going to be releasing WWE games, and these servers are going to be down on 2K17 possibly in June. That's the rumor. So I think they're restructuring their release of the 2K wrestling games to more of a SummerSlam time frame instead of October, November. Whoa. So just to, if you have a, if you don't have the online trophy yet, just I would try and get that as soon as well, possible. Well, that's, that's, yeah, and you better grind out the, because uh, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get the gold medal, so you better, so we all better yeah. grind out all those online trophies right away. Yeah, that's why go, I installed go, the game go. today, because we talked about it yesterday. I was like, yeah, I'll help you get the team up, like, you know, uh, after we record, and then I was like, then you said he got it. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm still down and reinstalling the game because if the servers are on June, I got some work to do. Yeah, let's let's get together and, and get some online boost yeah. points going. Uh, but this could. But, How close are you on that platinum? Uh, I mean, I'm so I am going for like there's um, bronze, silver, and gold medals. There's a few ranks before that, but each one of the medals has like one, two, or three star ranks within each one. So I'm trying to get the one star in silver. Which means I have to get after that to two star, then to three star, and then I'll go for gold, which is probably going to be, I'd say, two hundred more matches easily. And if you want a tip on how to get that trophy, gimmick matches like ladder, steel cage, you boost up the points and you'll get five uh, star ratings, instant classic, and you get bonus points if you do gimmick matches instead of just a regular straightforward one on one normal rule match. There you go. I'm going to play a ladder match right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I, the, I will say though that them changing the time frame for a game that takes so long to build might potentially hurt the quality of the next 2K oh. wrestling game. But if they're losing the licensing, then I, I don't oh, know. No, they're they not losing care. the licensing, but I think they're just restructuring the time frame. And I, a lot of people don't know this. They started 
doing all the, like the face scans and everything for 2K18, like literally in the summer of last. Like they start doing all the facial scans and everything else early in the year before it comes out. So if 2K18 hypothetically comes out in August this year, they already started doing the face scans last April of last year. So they're already they they go they'll show up at like like the major four pay per views with their little mobile unit where they while they're at the arena they'll come out to like a like a freight truck type situation where we would like donate blood to but instead they do like the face scans really quick and everything else like they they put a lot of months of prep into it so it's like they're already basically working and almost done with the new game they don't mess around gotcha. Well, they've got the they've got the engine to work with, so yeah. it's not like they need to change. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's like much more or less they just do the scans and everything else is really just building online and setting up what they want to do for the go ahead from WB for what they want to do for like what kind of story modes do we want to have and this and that. That's what they have to go through, and then they get all the voice. It takes more time for them to get all the voice recordings from the announcers than anything else, which is terrible anyway. They just need to cut that out. Yeah, because you don't have JR, so. I would totally be fine without a re- with a wrestling game without announcers. You I wish you could turn uh, off announcers and just have everything get else rid play. of announcers. Already? There you go. Well, you technically can mute it, but uh, in, they should sell announcer. At packs. least in the show, you can turn off uh, like each individual announcer. Like you can turn down the volume of each individual in the settings. So, thank you for that, Sophie's trophies, Alex. So, a couple of quick, I guess, top pass through topics of the week. Uh, I already know you. you our listeners should already know, uh, Alex and I are already ready for this, but are you guys ready for the launch into a new horizon? Nope. Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. <laughs> Troy just needs a little extra time to prepare for it. That's yes. why he's... Yeah, no, I said my piece on that. I mean, like, I I definitely look forward to playing this, but it's probably not going to be till summer that I get an opportunity to play it. And you motherfuckers had better not play it for me. I, 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 will, I will live tweet while I play just for Troy. I'll tag him in every one. Just beat this awesome battle. I'm, I am unfriending <laughs> you on Twitter as we speak. No, I wouldn't do that. Nothing's more aggravating than when people spoil stuff. I, I'm hoping that the game is better than uh, than uh, No Man's Sky. That's all I'm hoping for. They aren't even the same category. Uh, yeah. I don't think anything will be the letdown in, of the hype train that No Man's Sky was. That's true. That, that Yeah. So, since, since we've kind of answered that question, uh, Sony's got a pretty decent line... Uh, Alex, Alex will be reviewing Horizon Zero Dawn for the site, though, just so everybody knows. Yes. So look forward to that. That will be an epic review in itself. So Sony's got a pretty decent lineup coming out uh, here in the next few weeks. You got Horizon Zero Dawn. You've got uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, I think there was a third one, and I'm forgetting it. Breath but, of the Wild. Automata. Oh wait, that's Nintendo. But, no, that's Nintendo. That's what's it. But so when does Near so Automata do, come out? Seventh of March. Do I you think. think that Switch and Breath of the Wild will kind of kill some of Sony's momentum right now? Nope. Uh, no, because they're two different companies. Like the people who are going to buy the Switch. We're planning on buying the Switch anyways. Uh, so, and, like, like I want to uh, get Zero, or, like, Horizon. 
I I but I want to get the Switch more. Um, so I'll probably get I'll probably wait until Horizon um, at least a month to get Horizon. So unless the Switch I can't get a, a console. So. But honestly, no, it's not going to affect it. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree with uh, with Hayley and Mark. Um, I think that Nintendo and Sony speak to two different audiences now. You may have some crossover, but I don't think Nintendo is going to bite too much into Horizons um, or Sony's uh, piece of the apple there. I mean, if there is any crossover, it is the Zelda to Horizon crossover. I think those two games kind of have a similar feel and niche to them. Uh, you know, the open world and and the epic, you know, traveling and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, I think the I mean the the die's been tossed as far as like people are either getting a Switch or they're not. You know, and the people who aren't getting a Switch, they're you know if they own a PlayStation, they're probably getting Horizon. You know, being somebody who is you know within a week of owning both consoles, I'm getting Zelda. But I've already told you why I'm getting Zelda, and the fact that Horizon's going to take you know 50 hours to to complete. You know, I just personally don't have the time yet. But that doesn't mean well, that I don't look forward fair, to playing that Troy, game. Let's be fair, Troy. Zelda's yeah, probably going to take even longer than go. that to be. Yeah, that's true. But I do have an opportunity. Yeah, I do have an opportunity to play it a little easier, being that the Switch is a uh, a portable console. Um, so there there should be a little more opportunity for me to get deeper into Zelda than I would uh, trying to play Horizon. Like right like get deeper into get get deeper into Zelda, huh? That sounds right. really yeah. dirty. I feel it like is. I'm cynical for why I think it's not going to affect Sony's lineup. Just basically, okay, let's face it. The Switch comes out Friday. All right, cool. How many people are actually buying the Switch to keep it and not resell it? But- and then you talk about, the, and then there's only Zelda coming out and one, two Switch. But other than that, like they already announced Virtual Console is not going to be on the Switch at launch. It's like, how many games are really going to be out, you know, in the first three to four weeks of the Switch that people are going to be like, I need to get those games. Let's face it, everyone's going to play their Zelda Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, get burnt out, Horizon on Monday, all the other games are back to but, let's play these games. Uh, it, th- it really is. That's how it's going to be. Yeah, but the thing is, the difference is. For people who usually purchase Nintendo products, they they tend to have a secondary console. So so like there will be a lot of people who own both PlayStation and or who are getting a Switch will already own a PlayStation. Whereas it's not like it's not like Microsoft and and PlayStation. Like where not I. I I know that there are some people who will own both the uh, Xbox One and PlayStation Four, but 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 not as many people yeah, because because you get a lot of the same games on both. Like that that's why I don't own a Xbox yeah. One because Xbox doesn't have Horizon. Well, Xbox doesn't have the first party support that that PlayStation does right now. At least, I mean, I have Xbox, I have PS4, we have the Wii U and everything. Like I like like the Switch. I have two pre-ordered straight through because hey, guess what? I sold one already. Like when it, so when it gets here, it's going out the door. I see it as like hey, make make a little extra money for the rent. It works. I don't think that the Switch has a strong enough of a launch for it to even be on the radar of if you're an Xbox owner, your PlayStation Four. It's like the sales numbers aren't going to drop. It's especially with Horizon and Near Automata, and then I think uh, there's one other game coming out too on Tuesday. 
So it's just like, oh yeah, none of the. It's not gonna be like, oh god, the switch is out. Oh, Horizon just dipped, and like there was seventy five percent of the people who pre ordered it canceled no. them. It's like now, no one's but, gonna. But again, like, uh, there's nothing coming out on Tuesday. But then within a couple of weeks, you have uh, the Danganronpa yeah. one and two reloaded on the fourteenth, and then you have Mass Effect Andromeda on the twenty first. Power Majors movie on the twenty fourth, and looking through. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 remix on the 28th. Yeah, so it's like all those and all those titles right there. You just listen. None of those are Switch titles. So it's like, if anything, those games are going to take the steam out of the Switch's launch. No, it's this again. The Nintendo is well, really quick. Name me four four other games other than Zelda that are coming out in the first three weeks. No, of no, Switch. no, no. Go. You, I wasn't saying that. I, I, I am set. I am Setsuna. No, Just okay, Dance wait, wait, 2017. You, Super you, Bomberman R. One Two Switch. World of Goo. Human Resource Machine. Okay, Little Inferno. Snap Clips. Would you actually rebuy I am Setsuna on Switch instead of PS4? For Nintendo fans, or like, I, I, which I consider myself. I know that if I'm buying a Nintendo console, it's not going to have the launch of, say, the other consoles. So, like three or like Xbox and and uh, Sony, the consoles are going to have bigger launch titles, more launch titles, more titles coming out for it. Where I'm getting it for the Nintendo exclusive games. So, like. <laughs> Zelda, Mario. Zelda, basically. Um, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I don't think I don't think that Horizon or any single game from Sony is going to take away from the Switch sales or Nintendo sales. But I do think combined with um, hardware shortages for Nintendo for the Switch, that plus these other games will. Because if people can't find the Switch and they already own a PlayStation... Then they're like, okay, well, I'll just go buy this game, and then they play that game for a while. Or if they own a, uh, an Xbox, they, you know, they go buy another game, they play that game for a while, and also, then they put off buying like, Switch uh, because they have. And like, um, Target and a few other stores are actually going to have extra consoles on Friday the third, just in case anyone's wondering. Also, like with this, there are certain there there are certain stores that don't even if they have pre-orders, they're going to have extra just to have on the shelf for lunch. people uh, who plays other games like the first playthrough usually takes a while like you're not going to you might finish this game in in the span of the weekend but but i know when i play Zelda games i usually take a while to finish them just because i want to enjoy them i want to collect everything i want to like yeah i mean they, they, I, yeah. this is probably going to end up being a 50 yeah. 60 hour game i mean so Yay. it's 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 very similar to horizon zero dawn that way so it's going to take me 33 <laughs> weeks to finish this game so by then by then nintendo's going to have like nine oh, yeah. or ten other games out on the switch and i'll be okay plus i i still have a playstation 4 and xbox one i have a vita i have a 3ds i have a pc like i i've got plenty of places to play yes. games uh, the nintendo switch is just like you have quite the one. backlog so it's like eh, you'll yeah, get to it when you get to it good. <laughs> I think I'll be aight. So, is that it, gentlemen? Yeah. I think I we talked about way too much Nintendo stuff. I think we really need, like, a Sony-heavy, like, podcast next week where we just, like, talk about Horizon for the whole entire show. No uh, news articles, I'm, just talk I'm, about Horizon. I'm sure Alex and I will will uh, will cover that. We can certainly help yes. you with that. Scratch, <laughs> scratching my belly because I'm, I'm thinking about playing. Too much Horizon. switch in this, this, uh, this podcast. Let's move into some house cleaning or keeping cleaning. Ha! Let's clean this shit up.
Let's keep this shit up. Proving Gamer is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reporters, article writers, and YouTubers and Twitch streamers. If you're interested in any of those positions, go to ProvingGamer.com. Go to the top right. I believe that's where it's at. Top right of the screen. Click Help Wanted. Leave your info, and the trickster will get back with you as soon as he can. If you would like to contact any member of us on the show, we have our Twitter handler, handles. You can get me at, at I yield to no one. You can get Alex at Sondasaurus Rex. You can get uh, Lucia uh, at the underscore Ion Vane. Okay. I, I was drawing a blank there for a second. <laughs> and you can get Troy at T Social Gamer. Yep, no anti-social I. gamer, and no you I. Can get hey, Flame hey Flame at. Oh, it was it wasn't no. simple. I didn't know if you changed it up. Hey Flame, why at would I hey change Flame. that awesome, um, awesome get... Twitter handle? <laughs> awesome Twitter handle. I, I don't know for everything. And then, uh, if if you would like to leave us an email, I will now turn it over to our propaganda machine, Troy. Yes, please send us emails. The email address where you can send us any comments, uh, questions, topics of discussion, anything you want to do to communicate with us can be sent to trophyhors at provengamer.com. That is trophyhors at provengamer.com. If you would like to uh, leave us a phone message, you can hit the SpeakPipe app on the side of the website at provengamer.com. Or you can call the phone number, which is 330-PROVEN-9, 330-776-8369. If you enjoy this podcast, we also have other podcasts on the Whoredom Network. You've got PG Spoilers, which I keep hmm. hearing is making a comeback. Yes? No? Maybe? Uh, don't know? I don't know. I I know that we're going to record a PAX podcast after, you know, all of our time at PAX East, and that'll probably go on that feed. But other than that, I have no you know, freaking Alex, clue. Three before we get you, you and I should do a Zero Dawn, Horizon Zero Dawn spoilers once we get down with the game. You, you see how I'm not invited there you to any go. of this stuff? That would I'm be not good. to anything around here. Are you going to play Horizon Zero Dawn? It come, of course, it comes out on my birthday. Why wouldn't I? All right. Well, then. Wait, all right. Then there it. you all go. Right. The three. The, you are the three cordially of us invited to be on the Horizon spoiler. Zero Dawn PG You've spoiler. also got the Smart Marks, uh, which is our wrestling wrestling podcast. Wrestling, mm-hmm. wrestling. Uh, we also have. Uh, <laughs> I believe I. I uh, know I didn't. We also have Remember the Loot, and you can find all of us on all of your podcasting. Uh, devices, including doohickeys, doohickeys, including iHeartRadio. Yeah, yeah. You can find yeah, remember so, the uh, loot and trophy yes. whores. Uh, those oh, are the only two you can find on iHeartRadio. Yep. So, yep. so remember the loot and us. You can find on iHeartRadio. Everybody else, you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, podcast apps, Google Play. Yeah, all those other, all that stuff. All of that. We stuff. also have our PlayStation Four communities. Uh, Proven Gamer has one. I believe it's called Proven Gamer. Trophy Horrors has one called T-Dub's Brothel. Brothel because Shuhei won't let us say whores. There you go, Tricky. Bravo me. And I have one called the Platinum Guild. If you want to be involved in that, just hit, hit, hit uh, ask for an invite. Let me know you're a uh, uh, fan of the show and I'll you know accept you in. <sighs> 
Also, just in case anybody here has an Xbox One, there is an Xbox One community for Improving Gamer as well. Uh, Tricky created that, not me. Uh, but yeah, so that's an option for anybody there who has is, an Xbox he One. Need update housekeeping. See, this is why I say he needs to kind of almost have it. Well, it's because this is a yeah. Sony podcast. And that's probably have, like, why he doesn't ever mention it. Listeners, but they also own PS4, so. Yeah, but I, if, if if there was something we, we talked about Nintendo this almost this whole podcast, so I know it kind of burnt a little bit. We only talked. We there was one subject in the news, and then the last two yeah. subjects we brought up. Or we the talked last about subject we brought up Nintendo more than Horizon. So like I don't know. I'm hoping there's like a top. So it's a good thing I was about the burning of the Nintendo. Off. I don't know. Yes, it was. So, uh, we have wonderful sponsors for this show, and if you could, and if you would, to help support the show, go listen to our, go participate with our sponsors. We have a GoFundMe, where we, the Horsemen, are trying to uh, get better podcast equipment to produce a better listening, better quality show for you, the pimps and madams of the Whoredom. So, if you could, if you would, if you would like to leave a donation... Go to GoFundMe.com backslash Proving Gamer. We have some trophy-themed donation donations set up to where you could even get Tricky to Platinum a good game other than Hannah Montana and The Division. Alex, can you tell us about Extra Life? Extra Life. Do you know how much money Extra Life 2016 raised for the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals? $9.1 million. Dollars. That's a lot of money. And you know what? It just gets bigger and bigger every year. If you don't know what Extra Life is, Extra Life is an annual gaming charity event to benefit the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. It generally happens towards the end of the year in fall, October, late October, early November. I don't think we have a date yet. Do we this year yet, Troy? I November 25th. It wasn't officially announced, but we kind of did a time a month last couple weeks ago figuring it out. I will anyway. That's funny. Now, anytime I type in extra life into my browser, it goes to that stupid book thing because I. (laughs) So here's what you need to do you need to go to extra hyphen life.org. Again, that's extra hyphen life.org, and you need to sign up. You You can sign up to join a team, you can play alone, or you can create your own team. You're more than welcome to join Proven Gamers team. We already have one, at least one donation. 2017. Woo! Uh, but yeah, after that, you uh, you pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent, and from there you collect donations or sponsorships, however you want to look at it, um, from friends, family, coworkers, really whoever is comfortable donating. Uh, you can get a lump sum for the entire day. You can get a certain amount per hour for sponsorship. Uh, the really the important thing that you need to know is um, that all the money, the 100% of the donations you collect, go to the Children's Miracle Network hospital that you have opted to represent, which is the best part about this entire thing. You get to play games for an entire day, and you're supporting, you know, maybe a local children's hospital, maybe a children's hospital around the world. You can really pick anyone you want. Basically, you're helping sick kids, and you're playing games. It's really a win-win situation. So uh, sign up for Extra Life 2017 as soon as you can, extra-life.org. Do it for the kids. According to the Extra Life fact, it is November 4th this year. There you go. There you go. And I'm going to add that to the doc. That there way it's always go. there. So, oh. so, so yeah, I was going to say, so, uh, Mark, <laughs> so when, when we get all of our monies from the GoFundMe, where are we going to go purchase our podcasting equipment? Amazon. Just yeah. Amazon. Just Amazon. I was going to say a different store. 
How are we going to do uh, that? going to Amazon.com. Oh, no. So, listen. All right. So, if you go over to ProvenGamer.com, click anywhere, like, on the sponsors, you'll see, like, a little Amazon banner. You go there, you just go, it brings you to Amazon, right? No extra flim-flam or little hoodads. And just continue shopping like normal. You get no additional charges on your account. It just throws a little kickback towards us of what you purchase. And it helps us also just, like, GoFundMe to get new equipment, keep the show free and not full of corporate sponsors and sellouts so we can continue to be independent website and podcast but yeah, like i said news go amazon what the <laughs> that works <laughs> that, that that summed it up perfectly Woo. amazon okay so now we'll roll into our shout outs uh i would like to give a shout out to my fellow horseman brothers alex lucia troy and even tricky even though he's off playing hooky um give a shout out to the fans the whoredom for listening downloading spreading everything that is trophy horse uh and also i will give a shout out to hayfling for being a fill-in host at the last second alex so i want to give a shout out as always to the listeners uh, thank you all very much for spending some time with us every week. We appreciate you all very much, more than we can convey, because uh, really we would not be where we are um, with our, our listenership and with our our, our, heart, our recent iHeartRadio jump approval. Um, I should have just said approval because jump made no sense. But jump to iHeartRadio. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you all, so thank you for your continued support and for listening to us ramble every single week. To the host, uh, Lucia Yield and Troy, uh, thank you all for meeting up with me and sharing some time on this Sunday. Shout out to Tricky, Sweet Mama D, and the Goddess who are out having fun at a Rangers game, and a shout out to Hayfling for joining us on at late notice. Um, and then I last shout out uh, the gamer that I referenced who helped me get the team up trophy in WWE 2K17, and who sent me a very nice sportsman-like message after uh, he or she beat me. In a wrestling match, Shane Rye Gaming, thank you very much. Shout out to you for for having my back in that tag team match. Let me get that trophy and just being a very pleasant and polite person online. You don't get that a lot these days, so we definitely appreciate you. Sweet. Mark? Uh, let's see. I am going to start off by a shout out to my fellow co-hosts for being here this week again. Um, having a lot of fun. We didn't have Tricky here to, you know... Be belittle us. Yes, and belittle us and just be mean. But shout out to Tricky for enjoying his hockey game. And I'm sure he'll be here next week with us. If not, I will host. Um, hey, yes, Blink, for will. being on the show. It was nice having you on here for, you know, talk about Nintendo. but And all the listeners also. But my, my big shout out is to the developer, Guerrilla Games, and the publisher, Sony Interactive Entertainment. For finally releasing a game on my birthday, because it's really hard to get video games on February 28th, and they released Horizon Zero Dawn. So that's like the major shout out. Like, I love them for that. I'm going to tweet them all day, just like selfies, and I'm going to stalk them because it was just great that I'm actually going to have a game coming out on my birthday. Yeah, shout out. It happens every like like six yeah. to eight years right? and even then like, even then the last long for it the to last get rotated time back was around a ps3 game it was like one of the hyper dimension i think it was hyper dimension mk2 on the ps3 was the last one that came out actually on my birthday as well so i'm like oh cool another series i like so it's, it's just really tough it's such a weird 
day for video games in general, February, because it's a real, it's, it's a weird time frame for releasing games. So didn't uh, I think a few years ago? Didn't like Bioshock Infinite came out in February, I believe. Yeah, sure in February, but on the day February twenty yeah. eighth. Very, very true. But I, but um, most definitely shout out to Guerrilla Games, who I've said it before. Uh, part of the reason that first I was first drawn to Horizon was because it was completely different from what they had done before the Killzone franchise. So shout out to them for taking a risk, and from what I've heard doing an amazing job with bringing that risk to fruition and making a fantastic game. So, definitely, I will second that shout-out to Guerrilla Games and Sony. Troy? I want to give a shout-out to all the fans for listening to the show and interacting with us in the various venues, including Facebook and Twitter. I would definitely like to see more emails. It's been a few weeks since we last got an email. Uh, shout-out to Homer Got Duff for sending that quiz. That was the last thing that, that we got in the emails. I'm really missing emails because I like to talk about emails. Um, <laughs> uh, shout-out to the, my uh, regular co-host, Alex Yield and... Lucia, uh, definitely shout out to Haveling for joining us today. It was good uh, hanging out and talking with you. Uh, shout out to Tricky for not being here because he's at a Rangers game. I don't know that I have any more shout outs. Emails, emails. Proving Gamer or Trophy Horse at ProvingGamer.com. Trophy Horse at ProvingGamer.com. And lastly, and definitely not least, Haveling, the floor is uh, yours. Okay, shout out to you guys uh, for having me on. Uh, I I appreciate it. Uh, I I want to get back into podcasting, and so that's why I figured I should come on so that uh, yeah to get back into things. Uh, also, uh, uh, I have a new well because Game Twerp, uh hasn't been going on regularly i have a new venture i'm trying to do which is uh live streaming weekly on uh my youtube channel uh i'm trying to get together the former game twerp crew uh to do it with me but scheduling has been kind of bad rough (laughs) yes uh but yeah it's it's gonna be weekly uh, live streams talking about anything and everything, not just video games. So, do you have a URL or something uh, for your YouTube I'll, channel so everybody can I, come check it out? N- not yet. It will probably also be. I have to figure out where I'm uh, going to have it shown. Uh, like it will be on the YouTube, uh, uh, on my YouTube channel, but I'll probably put it on either Average Geeks or somewhere else. So maybe somebody goes and follows yes. Hafling on Twitter. That way, whenever that announcement gets made, they can go ahead and listen yes. and they'll know yes. where to find you. Um, and thanks for having me on again. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, shout out to Tricky, uh, uh, hope you enjoy the Rangers losing to Columbus. Yeah. Whoop whoop. <laughs> I don't even should state that, and I don't even like hockey, but go Columbus. And we should state that if you're looking for Hafling on Twitter, you spell his name H E Y F F L I N G. Thank you. Yes. So that'll do it for this week's episode of the Trophy Horse Podcast.
Oh, the Rangers. No, that's the Texas Rangers. Why am I getting a Texas Rangers game? Uh, hockey Rangers. <laughs> Texas on, Ranger. People. Walker. See, if you if you type yeah. in Rangers game into the into the, uh, Google, it automatically assumes that you want the Texas Rangers because they won their game, whereas uh, the New York Rangers lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets <laughs> five to two. Speaking of winning, it wasn't even a game, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that'll bring us to the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Poor, poor sweet Mama D, her first ever freaking NHL game, and she had to go yeah, watch the team lose. That is That's horrible. horrible. Just like but it's Rangers. always the experience, regardless. Yeah. Don't worry, they won't make the playoffs. And with that being said, happy trophy. Later. And if I could leave you with this, Suicide Squad won an Academy Award. What? What the fuck? The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs>